Hello, welcome to a, another episode of the podcast. This time it's a football-related one, and I've got my usual guest, Patrick Burton. Hello. This, this time we've got a surprise guest in Jacob. Yeah, the sports specialist. Oh my god. It <laughs> <laughs> is indeed. Yeah, we brought you on because of your knowledge of sports, previous refereeing experience, of course. So. Yeah, I could not fill that position because <laughs> it's not my specialism at all. No, I think you just sit to film. Yes. But. So today we're going to look at the it's the end of the Premier League season. Unfortunately, we've all cried at that. Um, that happened last Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we're going to look at the our team of the seasons and go through a few categories as well in terms of what we've got: best manager, signing of the season, best player of the season, and young player. So we'll kick off with team of the season and our first, obviously, starting in goal. We'll go around, also the reason for the picking the goalkeeper, um, and yeah, have a little debate. We might be quite surprised or annoyed at each other's answers, I'm not too sure. Mm. Um, so let's start off with Patrick's pick for goalkeeper. My pick for keeper is Aston Villa's Martinez, which I don't think is too controversial. He's been very solid throughout the season, and I can't really think of many mistakes he's made. He's a very, very solid keeper. Mm. Jacob? No, I'm in agreement. I've gone for him as well. Uh, I think he's a very good shot stopper, especially this season. And for a mid-table team, I think he's he's up there. I think he maybe the top three, top four clean sheets for uh, for keepers this season. So I think that's a solid pick. Mm. So it's unanimous. I've gone for Martinez as well. And I think the main reason was because when you're playing for a mid-table side like Villa, uh, you're probably going to receive more shots and come under pressure a lot more than, I don't know, a Man City and Edison, for example. So I just feel like with some of his performances this season, he probably deserves it. Yes. Do we have any runners-up for this category? Um, well, no, it was no Man United keepers this, this season. Edison's obviously been very good. I think he's got the top clean sheets. Um, but yeah, can, but with fact check that. Diaz and Stones in front of him, mm-hmm. he's not going to face too many shots. No, exactly. I, I don't buy into the Edison hype, personally. I think he's he's a... He's probably the best keeper ever with his feet, but shot stopping, I think, uh, he's just bang average. Yeah. And obviously, I, I imagine he would have had probably the least amount of shots faced this season. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't really buy into that guy's hype. And so, just looking at the clean sheet stats, I haven't got um, the goalkeeper, but I've got Chelsea with 18 clean sheets. Is that a mix of Mendy and Kepa? Or? Uh, that is probably about one for Kepa. <laughs> uh, no, Mendy, I, he's... I don't know, I, he started very strong because Chelsea went through that, uh, that title push if we lasted about three games. Uh, <laughs> at the start of the season, we were very solid defensively, uh, but I think, as I'll say later, I think I was very much down to Thiago Silva. Uh, but it was just, he was making good stops. I remember against Man United when I think the nil draw, he did a very good save against Rashford and stuff. So I think, yeah, he's been good, but I don't know. I think, I don't, well, I'm... A, I'm a Chelsea fan, so uh, <laughs> yeah, we should have uh, we should have said that. So I'm trying not to be bad. I think he's good, but I think I think it's just he was a massive improvement from Kepa, but that doesn't mean he's been the keeper. Of the it's season, not hard for exactly. to be an improvement on That's the what... Kepmeister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's good to yeah, it's good to see a, a great unanimous decision there for goalkeeper, mm. um, well deserved. So we're going to move to the right back position, which I think is quite an exciting one. There's a lot of good right backs this season. So, Jacob, what have you gone for? No, I agree. There's many candidates in this one, I believe, but I've gone for Juan Cancelo, uh, the Man City right back. I think 
I think people forget when they do like these sort of things. Obviously, I've watched quite a few of these uh, Sky Sports and uh, people on YouTube, for etc. It's the majority of the season. I think many people are disguised in the fact they do it off like the maybe last 10 games, what they can remember. So, obviously, many people pick Kyle Walker over Cancelo. But uh, I just think Cancelo is much better going forwards. And I think the, the reason why Man City won the league was through that Christmas period when him and Gundogan were on the... We're on fire, and I just think that's you've got to look at the key moments in the season. And for me, he's been uh, by far the best right back. Although he did probably lose his spot to Walker in the end of the last five games, but from the start and midway through, he's for me he's definitely been the right back. I think there is there's a lot more honourable mentions on this one, yeah. uh, but I just think it's probably between the Man City fullbacks. I just think I think stats wise as well, I think Cancelo's probably got more returns, I believe, yeah. uh, and I think they're much better defensively through the middle, that middle patch where they went through when Gundogan went on that goal scoring there. Mm. Hall as well, I just think, yeah, he's nice. he's a much better candidate. Yeah, than I'm in agreement with Jacob. I also put Cancelo. I can't say I know why, because <laughs> I'm not too knowledgeable, but Man City as a whole have been such a great passing team. And I think Cancelo looks as competent going forward as he does at the back, so he can aid the attack going forward. And if you wanted to pick the best 11 of the season, you could just pick the whole Man City squad, to be fair. Because it was the only standout team, really. Yeah. So I've actually gone against the grain. Uh, I appreciate that both Walker and Cancelo have been very good. But I'm going to actually go for Soufal, who's the right-back for West Ham. Um, The main reason being, I think, obviously, as good as City are, and I'll go into this with the centre-back choices as well, when you've got players like Edison, Ruben Diaz and John Stones, it's hard to not necessarily be a good defender. Um, so I think that's why I've gone for Sue Fowler, who's playing next to, I don't know, maybe what Craig Dawson or, or, or Bonner or Diop. I'm not quite sure who plays right centre-back for West Ham. but And he's every time I've seen him, he's performed very well. He's a solid right-back, and I think he's chipped in with a few assists. And he's and I picked a couple of West Ham players, because I think they deserve, with the season they've had, they deserve some recognition. Um, but I can definitely see Cancelo being a good choice. I yeah. love the way he he kind of plays left back as well, and he chips in with a lot a few yeah, goals as no, well. Very versatile player. No, I, I agree with uh, Sufa. I think he would be my second pick. I just think when you look at the season as a whole, Man City kind of won the league in that middle period, and for me that was very much down to Gundogan and Cancelo bringing uh, lots of lots of the team in that period. So that's why I favoured. Any mention for Wambasaka? It's a difficult one. He, he, he goes through games... The Man United bias. <laughs> the Man United bias is here. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The thing is, I, I can't remember seeing a better tackler of the ball. No. I've seen some arguments say, why does he have to go to ground so much anyway? Yeah. It's a confusing His one. positioning is too bad for him to even yeah, come close to this list. He's always out of position. He's pretty poor going forward, although he has improved. But yeah. But then, on the on the contrary to that, he is a ridiculously good tackler. He's got... Some very spider-long legs uh, for slide tackles, I think. Yeah, he's definitely the best defending fullback I, I've probably seen yeah. watching football mm. uh, in, in an era where they're all attacking Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to yeah. say. We're at a time where you can't just be a very competent tackler. Mm-hmm. You've got to be skillful going forwards. Mm. Shall we move on? We shall. So, shall we switch over to left-back see what you guys have picked there? Yeah, I'd be very surprised if we didn't all get Luke Shaw. I know it's Man United bias, but he's been incredible. In a season where Bruno Fernandes looked like he does like, go away with the player of the year for Man U, Shaw has been a good contender for that. 
very skillful, very solid, and got an important goal against Man City, which was very his first in a long time. A great moment. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. I think um, there's a lot to say about you know when a team signs a new player, like we did with Alex Tellez. We you know we just thought Tellez would be the left back, but it's kind of it spurs players on yeah. to be better. And so I think when you combine that with the fact that he just looks fitter, he's always been good. But this season has just been incredible for him. Mm. Um, and he's, I think, one of the most highest chances created in the league, which is great for a left-back. Yeah. Um, and he hasn't had the best defence alongside him to cope. He's had, a, he's had to work with an injured Rashford on the left and he's still performs week in, mm. week out. So I can't think of any other left-backs that are close. Uh, no, I'm in agreement with that. I went for Luke Shaw as well. Yeah, I think I agree with what you both said. It's that uh, Batella's signing really did push him on to a... To another level, he's he's very solid, strong defender, and going forward, he uses his strength to both aspects. He's good with driving for the ball, I and mean, as I said, chances created. He mm-hmm. for a left back, that's uh, unusual. Probably only see that from Trent over. But I mean, he's had a shocking season. That's <laughs> not going to stop running. But uh, yeah. What about um, Ben Chilwell coming in for Chelsea? Yeah, I think he was probably the best in the first ten games or something. He he, I'm pretty sure he scored a couple in in the early thing under Lampard. Then he regressed a little bit till the, till the end of Lampard's era and the start of Tuchel. Uh, Alonso uh, got in over him for the start. A few of the games, but then I think he's he's not he's not been as good as he was at the start, but he's, he's finding that form again. Uh, but yeah. Nice. Yeah, I can't think of many other left-backs that are really... I mean, Robertson's been quiet for Liverpool. Aaron Creswell, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's just my uh, fancy football knowledge because I know he gets lots of... Uh, Who plays assists. on the left for Man City? Zinchenko. Zinchenko. Yeah. Zinchenko. 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 Mendy. There's not really... Yeah, that. that's probably the weakest again. position. Cancelo really. played uh, left-back for some teams versus well, which goes back mm-hmm. to my uh, my pick. So, for the centre-back pairing... I think yes. maybe uh, if I start with my two centre-backs, obviously one picks itself, Ruben Diaz. Um, not a lot I can say about that. One of the best signings I've ever seen. One of the best centre-back seasons I've ever seen. I could go on. Just some of the tackles in the last few games and blocks he was doing. Uh, I've partnered him with Harry Maguire. Uh, <laughs> and that might raise a few eyebrows. But for me, with the exception of maybe John Stones, I couldn't see anyone else that... And I know I quite like the look of Thiago Silva and Rüdiger for Chelsea. They've done really well. But for me, just watching Harry Maguire week in, week out, it's not been easy for him. And I think he's put in a lot of solid performances. There's only been a couple of mistakes this season. He's had to play with quite a weak centre-back in Lindelof, but with a changing goalkeeper, uh, with, you know, no offence to him, but Fred and McTominay in front of him. So... <laughs> He's dealt pretty well and United have got the yeah. third most clean sheets in the league so I had to go with him. It has to be said that he has improved since that Tottenham Man U 6-1 game where it does look like he was not worth the 80 mil and just getting a lot of criticism, worthy criticism. But I think he has made a steady improvement since then and been a key part of the Man U team. You've just seen it in recent games where he's been injured. We look very shaky at the back about the captain. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, my two centre-back partners are John Stones and Ruben Diaz going for the Man City duo because I think they won the title because of that duo. They're just unbelievable. Working as a pair meant that Edison was given a very easy season, not many shots against him. That's about it. 
No, I'm uh, definitely in agreement with Ruben Diaz. I think uh, John Stones has become a lot most improved uh, very well because of that Diaz, because he's an incredible defender. And I think Harry Maguire, yeah, he's had a good season after sort of the start, but I, I, I looked at the second best defence in the league, and that is Chelsea by a, a fair few goals. So I was thinking I've got to include one of them, uh, get my bias in early. <laughs> uh, so I went for Thiago Silva just because I think he's... Because uh, obviously... Especially this year, you're watching pretty much every game because everything's on TV because of Corona and Max. So I've been uh, watching them all, and just Thiago Silva. By far, he, he just he's incredible. His positioning is always there. He's very calm. Uh, I think yes, Rudiger's been brilliant under Tuchel, but barely played at the start. I can only think Thiago Silva just had uh, two shockers against West Brom. He got sent off early, and then in the first game where we drew three three, he uh, did a Gerard impression, slipped and. <laughs> So apart from empty games, for me, he's been absolutely brilliant. He's, uh, I love him. He's... <laughs> no, I get that. Coming in as a foreign player, quite old. Um, was he on a free transfer? Yeah, free. He's okay. kind of like the Cavani of Chelsea. Mm. Like this older, experienced player coming in. People are a bit unsure whether he'll take to it. Is he a has-been? But they've both proved to be great players for the teams. Yeah. I have to say, yeah, I think both Stones and Silver would have been very close picks for me. So, yes, pretty in agreement. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty nice so far. No arguments, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll go with. Uh, so what formation are we all playing? Just to clarify that, I've gone for four three three. Yeah. I'm. Little dear. <laughs> I've gone four one four one. That's essentially only, four. Only, that's essentially yeah, four. Yeah, it's to accommodate it, really? some players that I wanted to include. Yeah. That I think won't work in a different formation. So if we go for uh, the three midfielders Central ones, and start yeah. with the most defensive, because um, I assume everyone's picked someone that's can do the yeah. job defensively. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. So I've gone for Declan Rice. Um, again, Fair. looking at West Ham, how they've performed this season, um, and I didn't, I didn't particularly like Declan Rice that much before. I thought he was a bit overrated, but this season's been great for him. Mm. Um, he's definitely a starter for me in the England squads. Yeah. Probably gets snatched up this summer. Um, Hopefully by Man U. Yeah. Yes. They yeah, could do with a centre defensive mid like him. We can because Fred is terrible. <laughs> so yeah, I've gone for for Rice uh, sitting in the midfield three. Mm. What about you guys? I picked Leicester's Wilfred and Didi. I can't really justify it too much. <laughs> <laughs> I just every Leicester game I've seen play, he's been incredibly solid. He's got that defensive aspect of Rice, but I think he can play the ball slightly better. Like He helps link up midfielders like Tielemans. And there's another player I'd quite like to have at Man U. Yeah. That's fair. You know, I haven't gone quite the defensive route, but probably my most deep-lying midfielder I've gone for Gundogan. As I expressed earlier, he just uh, he's basically in that midfield patch where all the, all the big teams are kind of slipping up and getting inconsistent. That's where City really pushed on and he went on a... Massive scoring spree, uh, scored probably seven or eight goals in that mid in that mid ten twelve games. He went, uh, and he's just yeah he's been much more clinical in front of goal. And it was when De Bruyne was out injured as well, so he needed to step up in that role, and he did. And I think he's a player of the year contender. Yeah, I've also got Gundogan in my midfield, three centre midfielders. I think they highlighted it on Sky Sports is the way he makes runs into the box. The amount of goals he's got from like deflections from the keeper has just been very essential for Man City, who didn't really play with a striker for most of the season. 
So somebody needed to come up with the goals, and I think he got 12 Premier League goals in the end. Yeah, Neville pointed out, I think you just mentioned it there, that when City weren't playing too well, Gundogan was their, their main man for, for a period of a month or two. So that alone deserves to be in the team of the season because without him, they might they might not have won the league, to be fair. I, I don't think it would have. I think it was that, it was that middle patch where they, they really won the league mm. in that bit mm. and uh, he was the key reason for mm. it. So. so you've got Ndidi sitting with Gundogan and who's your other midfielder? It's got to be Bruno Fernandes, hasn't it? The, the man used golden star, <laughs> the golden child. People say Fernandes because he does score a lot of penalties, but he's come up with the goods a lot of times, a lot of great goals, especially the one against Newcastle. And he's got a lot of assists as well. I think 18 goals and 12 assists in one season. It's very impressive. And he's just really sparked a new life into this Manu team, which looked a bit dead in the water come the start of Solskjaer's period. Mm. Yeah, he's come in, it's his first full season. Um, some ridiculous goals as well, he doesn't score easy ones. Yeah, like I'm apart thinking... From the apart from the <laughs> But there's the one against Everton as well in the 3-3, free free, mm. where he looped it over the keeper. Yeah. Great Incredible entertainment, player. great entertainment. And definitely required for United is we didn't really, don't have a vocal leader, someone that really yeah. changed the team. He is actually, in fact, unbeaten away from home in the Premier League. And he's probably played over 30, mm, yeah, 20 to 25 away games. So that's an impressive feat as well. Yes. So that's your midfield three. You've got Gundogan. Who's your other two midfielders? Uh, so I've gone for De Bruyne as my first one, I think. I think because he was injured and because Gundogan maybe took stage, he was getting overlooked by some people. But I still think uh, when I was looking through like the stats early, he still is got ridiculous good returns. Uh, because, But I just do... In midfield, to be fair, there hasn't been that many great options. No one's been consistently. And despite him being injured, I think still he was a big part yeah. in why Man City confidently won the league. I think he got 12 assists in the end in very quite few appearances. No, exactly. He was yeah. he was still a very, very good player in the season. And I think he still played, I think, well in well in advance of 25 games. So if that's still mm. a large majority, I think Fernandez was obviously overplayed a lot. But uh, going on to that, he still... He still gets into my team. I've I spent countless hours trying to find a replacement for him. I think it's just the season yeah. he had before was so unbelievable. 20 assists I think he got. It's hard to come back after that. Like anything else would seem a disappointment. And I think that's what altered my team. Who's that, De Bruyne or? Yeah, De Bruyne. Yeah. No, but I was saying so. Fernandez is my uh, my third centre mid. Uh yeah, he's one of the players who you hate him. He's not on your team because he's just a dirty, dirty. A Diego Costa type. Yeah, yeah exactly. His, uh... No, I agree with that. So I've, I've got Rice sitting with De Bruyne and Fernandes in front. Uh, I just think they're the two best midfielders in the, in the league. So uh, I had to pick both. Um, and yeah, I, De Bruyne hasn't had as an amazing season as, season as before, but he's still been pretty influential. As Pat mentioned, he's got 12 assists and he was injured for part of the season. So he's nearly topped the charts for assists and I think he deserves a spot in the team. And just to see him and Fernandes in the same team, having that free roam um, to create and score goals would be quite interesting. So three positions left. This is where it can get a little tasty now because there's not been that many amazing performers up front, as we can see from the goal chart. So... Who is your right-wingers? Uh, my right-winger is regrettably Mo Salah. 
I don't think he's had the most amazing season, but in a season where Liverpool's players, key players like Saudi Mane and Alexander-Arnold have just not been as good, Salah has been a consistent performer in a team that's just been lacking. So I think he's got to be praised for that, keeping on going, getting the goals. I think he's got 22 goals in the end. And yeah, he's been a key part in that team this season. Just one behind Kane, so that's mm. pretty impressive for a Liverpool team that haven't been... He does miss a lot of chances, but he makes those chances as well with some excellent runs. And he's generally a quite good finisher. Yeah. I've, uh, I've gone Salah as well. Um, couldn't really find anyone else that had his numbers in terms of a right, right wing position. Um, and yeah, just overperforming in a, in a team, Liverpool team, that somehow even though they've been performing pretty bad all season, they've got top four and finished third. Mm. Um, I think maybe, yeah, a few honourable mentions might have been possibly Mares for City. Um, but in terms of any other option, I can't think of. William for Arsenal, maybe? No. <laughs> so, yeah. What about you? No, I went for Salah as well. I just think, uh, I think he had quite a strong start to the season because people forget Liverpool were top after... Uh, Maybe was it ten games or something like that when everybody didn't really get off to a strong start. I think he was a big play in that. I think he he's he's a he's a good goal scorer. He's not excellent because they do cough up a lot of chances, but it's just with that forward three, they're always going to get him. But yeah, I just don't. I don't think there was that many great wing. I mean, you could argue Son. I mean, some of you might have him on the other wing, but for for other wingers, but I just think. Son had a great start, then Tom had been non-existent for the second half of the season. Obviously, him and Kane had a great link up at, uh, I think they broke the record already for the best like assist to goal with each of them involved. And, but uh, yeah, they really dropped off. Uh, so I think yeah, Salah still gets in. And in the end, Liverpool still finished third in the league. Him being second top goal scorer is a big part of that. So, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Um, so I'm going to just say my left wing now because it is Son. Um, I think the main reason I went for him was because, firstly, obviously, his goals and assists with Kane. Secondly, just looking at the, the stats as well, he's got 10 assists and he actually came up with 17 goals, so 27 involvements. Mm. And sometimes I think you've got to think about the team. So he's playing in the Spurs team that haven't got the best midfield or defence. Um, they change managers midway through. They've had a lot of problems. Bale's come in and Son still performs, and even though he's got a lot of kind of talent up front so yeah it's just it just seems like a really likeable player and I think that he has tailed off towards the end of the season I've hardly seen hardly seen him but he scored some great goals and I don't think with with Kane going in the summer I don't know where that leaves Son because yeah. he's that good that he could go anywhere and and start game in game out because if so. they lose those two players Tottenham are done yeah. They've only got those two relegation really. candidates. Yeah. It's strange with Son because you mentioned how many goals and assists he's got, but I kind of can't remember a single game he played in. Maybe I didn't watch too many Tottenham games, but I yeah. just can't remember performance from him. Yeah, that's fair enough. His, his goal involvement surprised me, but I had to go with him because again, not too much competition. Maybe on in the the six one win against Man United. <laughs> yeah. uh, I blanked that out of my that. mind. Yeah, thank exactly. you. <laughs> So, left wing for you? Uh, I went for Jackie Grealish. Uh, I think, again, what I alluded to earlier, people forgetting about, uh, obviously he's been injured for the past, well, he, he finished off the season with the last couple of games, but he was injured uh, for the last six, seven games before that. And I just think before that, Villa were in the European uh, spots, as in the lower European, but in, in the chase for, they were hanging around 7th or 8th and they tailed off a bit after Grealish. But I think Grealish is, 
He's such a such a good player, and I think his attacking returns, yeah, they weren't as good as Son, but I think obviously you've got to remind he's got uh, he's got he's not got a Harry Kane to set up every uh, every week. He's not got a Bale coming off a bench to help him get those stats up. So I think, and it's not only about stats; he just he's, he's the whole heart of that Villa team, mm. uh, and has pushed him to probably. I know they've spent a lot of money, but I, they still overachieved this year. Uh, I think they finished 10th or 11th, I think it was 11th, which uh, they were in the relegation, but they stayed up on, I believe it was either goal difference or one or two point, points last year, so I yeah. think Grealish is definitely a viable candidate. I think if Grealish stayed fit for most of the season, he would be a definite contender for player of the year, but he kind of got injured, I can't <laughs> help that. <laughs> he can, yeah. It's tough when that happens. Yeah. My left winger is Phil Foden. He's a amazing talent. I'd arguably say Greenwood was the best young player last season, but I think Foden has overachieved massively. He's become a big part of the Man City squad that's already chock full of talent and great players. It's just amazing how much Guardiola's come to trust in him to get goals and assists, and he's just really exciting. I'd love to see him in the Euro squad. And it's amazing as well how he's kind of competing with players like Sterling. And he's taken the yeah. position in a way. Sterling's just disappeared this season because Foden's just become the main guy. Mm. So I assume we've all gone Kane for striker. Yes. It's, it was, uh, again, one obviously has been sensational. But if I start with the competition around him, when I look at all the top teams and look at Arsenal, Aubameyang's not been performing. United, chop and chain, Martial and Cavani... Chelsea, Werner, Abraham, Giroud. There just doesn't seem to be, and even City haven't got like the main striker, Jesus mm. or Aguero. So it only seems like one team has got that main focal point who just scores all the goals. Yeah, striker position's kind of been non-existent this season. In terms of like great goal-scoring threats, I can't think of many apart from maybe Bamford and Calvert-Lewin. But Kane's been the big guy again. Yeah, and it's not only goals. Uh, he was also got the most assists, which is ridiculous for a strike. He's really improved his game, dropping deeper, playing balls from from almost like the, the number ten role uh, in parts. So for me, I, I can't remember the last person who got top goal scorer, and uh, I think they call it the playmaker award or whatever for the most top assists. Uh, he's had a very very good season, uh, which is why I don't know how Tottenham didn't get into. Champions League where they've had Kane and probably his best season in the Premier League. I don't think he was too injured this season either. I think he probably only missed three, four games maybe. And then Son, obviously, when you're having two attacking players in the uh, in the best 11. And let's not forget Gareth Bale as well. No, exactly. He was good impact. I think he scored a couple of hat-tricks. He's been, he's been patchy, but yeah, I agree. So it just shows that the defence at Spurs has really let him down this year mm. because they, they managed to stay solid. And they, they've not even, on, on paper, they've got good defenders. But uh, yeah, they've they've let themselves down there, man. That could lead to a demise next year mm-hmm. in the in the transfer market, potentially losing. And then I mean they've gone through rebuilds before after Gareth Bale went, they but they spent badly, so they're not they're not great at spending. Where would we like to see Harry Kane go? Uh, Chelsea, but I think he I think he'll go outside sit. of the Premier League. Outside the Premier League. Because I think he should. I think you the think rivalries are too strong in the Premier League for him to settle down easily. Too much pressure to recreate those past seasons with Tottenham. Should just start afresh in a new league and win trophies there. I'd like to see him in Spain. Yeah. I think I think Madrid's always been a good option for English strikers. 
and Michael Owen and did Lily mm. play for Madrid? Barcelona, but Spain still. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I I disagree. I want him to stay in the Premier League. <laughs> I think he, he's chasing that Shearer goal record. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, I think he'll end up going. If he does go, say again. We want to see the best talent. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, and I like him quite a lot. Uh, but yeah, I think. To be honest, I don't think he'll go just because the the chairman's a bit picky and uh, quite brunt and stay. But I think if he does go anywhere, I think he will go Man City because they've just got a. Mm. Now Aguero's gone, they've got a hole for him, and so yeah, if he does go anywhere, I think they'll need will. to cough up at least like a hundred and fifty million. Definitely, definitely. And I don't think many teams have that funds apart from a team like City or Madrid. No, it's going to be very hard to to get him. Mm. So there we go. There's our uh, team of eleven. Pretty pretty unanimous in most positions. I like a few interesting shouts like Indeedy and Grealish. I like it sometimes when you pick a player that's not necessarily for the top team. Uh, but we've still got the awards to give out, obviously. Uh, players, if you're listening, this is the exciting part for you and you might get an We award. don't have trophies for you, but you can just imagine. <laughs> Maybe we'll give you a, a fictional one or a Harry Bow. Or just a clap. Five-minute clap. That's it. We'll start on something that I think we'll all agree on. Uh, best player of the year. Diaz. Yes, I've gone for Diaz yes. as well. Ruben yeah, Diaz. I think without a doubt, he's the Van Dyke effect. Uh been solid, uh, but yes, and he's taking him obviously to a Champions League final. It is that was one of the best defensive displays I've seen. Ages just diving in front of a ball uh, reminds me of uh, Gary Cahill in his prime uh, against <laughs> Munich, just literally lobbing anything in front of the ball to make sure it's not going on target uh, against PSG. He did that brilliantly, and then obviously in the Premier League, he came in. But yeah, no, pretty yeah, can't can't yeah. say much more. Two runners-up for me, Harry Kane and Bruno Fernandes. But they're still quite a long way off Diaz, I think. Yeah, yeah. it's just been so... You Sometimes you look at a player and you think, what have they done to the team? And that's when, with Diaz, he's just transformed them. Mm. And you, you really don't know where they'd be without him, to be fair. Yeah, no, it's unfortunate for Harry Kane because I think he has had one of the best seasons attacking-wise. I think, again, what I alluded to earlier, I'm pretty sure no-one's gone uh, top assists, top goals. Maybe Thierry Henry back in... Back in his uh, good old days at Arsenal, but I think uh, yeah, he's had an incredible season. I mean, I'd probably say Gundogan maybe as a third place candidate because again, uh, he was already as captain solid. They still need goals to win games, and Gundogan provided that in that mid mid patch. Definitely. So, how about the young player of the year? Uh, Phil Foden for me. I've got him in my team. Yeah, generational talent, as <laughs> Mark Goldbridge would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how about you guys? I've gone Foden. Yes. Um, I think there's there's a few really good young talents, especially English, which is exciting. Um, it is nice to see players like Greenwood and uh, Reese James is quite young and he he looks like a great player. But yeah, just what I've seen Phil Foden do, um, and even when you hear Guardiola talk about him, and when he's uh, he scored a few in the Champions League as well, mm. did he score in the semis? Something like that, wasn't it? And scored against Dortmund. Yeah. Which I think was Yeah, that finals. was a big one. He's he scored a great solo one against Brighton, I think, mm. the other mm. the other day. But no, I agree, I went with Foden as well. I think although I think he's had a good season, but again, I think in the last ten games he's been one of the best players in the league. But and when you look at the whole season, the first ten maybe not as good. Uh so I think the other the I mean, uh Mason Mount's been I'd say one of the most consistent players. He's good, but no, I don't think I I believe in his height, but I don't think he is. He's uh, anywhere near 
Foden's level, especially attacking wise, however, is a more rounded midfield. Player. Yeah, he's hardly reached his peak in ability as well. Yeah. I think Guardiola said he could be as good as Messi, which I'm not quite sure about. I don't think anyone will be, but yeah. See, that's high praise, isn't it's it? It's very high praise from a man who knows what he's talking about. And so we've now got best manager of the season, which could be an interesting one. Uh, I've gone for David Moyes on this one. Just taking a quite mediocre West Ham team on paper to a Europa League spot. Almost, I think it was three points away from Champions League spots as well. This amazing job done. In a, I didn't really think much of Moyes before this season. Obviously did a pretty bad job at Man U with the title winning team the season before. But yeah, I think Moyes deserves it. No, I went for Moyes as well. I think... Uh, I get annoyed when I see Guardiola this year saying mm. that he's manager of the year uh, because I think obviously winning the league's a big thing but you compare the squads and there's no chance he's, he's spent how much on defenders over time so he has to keep on getting and then they've they've won the league convincingly but that's not to their own that's because everyone's been falling behind everything I think they they didn't get a ridiculous points tally where I think uh, the winner, the winning team should then the manager get it. It's like the Centurions, obviously, you should get it then. But I, I do get annoyed sometimes when just the, the league winners, the manager gets it, when they haven't been spectacular. Yeah. They obviously they didn't have a great start at all. And then they didn't get pushed at all. Uh, Liverpool weren't pushing. Man U were a bit, but never really a serious intent. Chelsea at the start, maybe. Tottenham at the start, maybe. But... They never really got a proper push, so I don't think they did enough for Guardiola to win. Do you win. think maybe that's the argument? Is that in a season where all the teams have been falling off at points, Guardiola has maintained a very consistent performance and managed to just be the team above anyone else when Liverpool have fallen off, Man U fell off at some point, Man City like, were consistent? Yeah, I think that's a fair argument, but I think that's just down to the depth and yeah. that's... They've got ridiculous depth. Uh, the reason why Liverpool weren't challenging probably is because of the three defenders. And then, as, uh, although Klopp bitterly alluded to, that uh, that's why Man City won the league, because they didn't lose three defenders. I think that is true, but obviously I think any team who loses their three best defenders are going to be in a bit of a struggle. Uh, but yeah, I just think Guardiola didn't do enough for the Man City team, didn't do quite enough for him to deserve the award mm. outright. I still think, obviously, he had a good season. I'm not saying he's a bad manager, which obviously isn't, but I just think... You can't, with a not a massive points tally, argue for him to win it. There's obviously arguments for it, but I'm I'm not having any. But he, he was the obvious decision when David Moyes has done an incredible thing. Yeah. Uh, with West Ham this season. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, it was I had I had three picks. Uh, it was between Bielsa just because of how exciting Leeds play, how it's there. Yeah. They've just been promoted, and the last ten games they've taken points off. City, Chelsea, United, been incredible. Um, then it was possibly uh, Tuchel, who's <laughs> come in, got to two finals um, and got a top four place after what looked like a, it was a pretty bad Chelsea team under Lampard, even though I do like uh, Frank. But he's come in and, you know, it's a shame he lost the FA Cup. If he didn't lose, if he, if he won both FA Cup Champions League, he'd be manager of the season. No, I agree, yeah. Um, but I've gone, same as you guys, David Moyes, um, it's some of the signings he's made, Suchek coming in, for example, mm. um, being fantastic. Not obvious signings either, mm. just suited to the way he wants to play. Yeah, obviously bringing in Lingard in January was a masterstroke. It was. I had serious thoughts with him for, for the team of, uh, yeah. team of the year. It's unfortunate because I think he's maybe per game 
stats are maybe up there with the best and oh, it just makes me happy that uh, he's back yeah. in the fold of things and he's a likeable player yeah I think yeah, yeah. so yeah it's nice to see that we agree on Moyes it's, it's, it's a real shame they, they were so close and they just had a couple of results like that draw to Brighton and the loss to was it Everton 1-0 I think more recently, I can't recall. Uh, yeah, they lost to Chelsea in a big one. Then they yeah, they just they drew to I think they drew to Brighton. Was that what yeah, you said? Yeah, yeah. They, so yeah, they've just slacked off a bit, and that is maybe because of squad depth. Mm. Uh, they haven't got the the depth to fight with Chelsea, uh, to fight with Liverpool, uh, who are always going to surge eventually because they had a lot of weaker fixtures, and then uh, Leicester just dropped off because they had a hard fixture running. But yeah. that's. Why they're in there in the first place, perhaps because they had easy games at the start. Definitely. But they've got a sixth place, fin- sixth place finish and um, they've got Europa League, which is exciting for them. And finally, uh, well, I've got two categories left. Um, first is signing of the season. Well, we picked Ruben Diaz for best player and he signed the season, didn't he? Yes. Yes, I was just confirming. <laughs> I didn't quite know, but it's definitely Ruben Diaz, an exceptional signing. Because Man City's defence has never been their strong point. It's always about scoring more goals than they concede. But they built their title on a good defence this season. Helped by Diaz. Fair point. No, uh, yeah, they got lots of clean sheets in that middle period where they were just winning 1-2-0. Uh, and I agree as best signing, but obviously I wouldn't say best value for signing. That's two different things because obviously they spent mm. 50, 60 million on him. Uh, they've spent 500 million on defenders since Guadalupe has been in so he was always going to get one right eventually <laughs> uh, so I'd, I'd agree but uh, I'd probably go maybe Thiago Silva as the best budget because he was for free and he's massively showed up Chelsea defence that would be my other option yeah. for yeah. more of a pragmatic as in like value for penny spent yeah. uh, signing for season let's shout out Donny van der Beek as well oh great player uh, I, I, a very unfortunate I, I, signing I, I love him <laughs> I think he's great I just well, not seen yeah, it's been a sad well. season for Van der Beek. So I actually went with uh, two players. The first was Cavani. Um, nice. And <laughs> again, it's similar to your reason for Thiago Silva. Bought in on a free. Cavani was all, like laughed at even by a lot of United fans because we were like, if he's free and he's available, why did no one else get yeah, him? Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like a replacement for Sancho. We all wanted that signing. But they didn't get it, they didn't push for it enough, so we just got left with this ageing striker who's possibly a has-been. Mm. He's come in and, yeah, again, he's transformed the team, the, the mentality, he's great for players like Greenman and Rashford, who look up to him. Some of his finishes more recently have been incredible, mm. and his love for the game as well, he really celebrates every time, he seems to really like the club. Yeah. So I... I I was so impressed with his work rate and effort as well. He's another leader in the team as well. Mm. In the team where we might need more vocal players. Like Rashford isn't particularly a vocal player. Cavani seems to spur those inexperienced players on. Definitely. Um, I also did put down Thomas Suchek. I'm a bit confused that when he actually joined, it says here in January 2020 he was uh, on a loan deal. Oh, was it alone to buy? Yeah, no, I think he did. I think he did. Uh, well, I guess that's a... So maybe he was option. bought in the summer, but uh, not sure how much. Um, and the final category, which you guys don't know about, but on the, I'll put it to you on the spot. <laughs> so it's this is the most disappointing signing of the season. So if you think about... Take yourselves back to last summer. All these signings were coming in. You thought, oh, that'd be a great player. I'm going to have to defend some Chelsea players. <laughs> this, I think. And they just haven't quite lived up. Maybe, you know... First season syndrome, yeah. maybe, but they haven't lived up 
to it. Well, I think I've already mentioned it. It's Donny van der Beek for Man United, which I don't think is Donny's fault. It's that Solskjaer has been playing him. He thinks he plays only as a centre-attacking midfielder, which is like clearly Bruno's position. So he hasn't really had a looking in the team. Only got one goal, a couple of assists. Hasn't really lived up to what we all wanted. But it's less of the player and more the manager's lack of rotation, which has resulted in being a very disappointing signing. Yeah. Hopefully he'll do better next year. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go with that as well because I can't, I can't, uh, can't put a Chelsea sign in there because I, I see potential in them all. Oh, the Timo Werner is another shout. He's Absolutely not, he's, crap. He's... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Timo. He's missed so many chances, but he does, he does help create. Lots of chances for Chelsea as well, although he can't finish him himself. And I just think once he gets his finishing boots on, he'll be a mm. much better striker. I think he's still got, well, I think he's got six goals, yeah. maybe eight, nine assists this season. Might be a bit lower than that, but he still helped Chelsea in a lot of ways. And although he fits Tuchel's system very well, pressing uh, from the front end, playing the balls into the channels when he runs in with his pace, and although he does look a bit of a shambles when he's on the ball, that, that does create space for people like Mason Mount to drive in. Uh, whereas he's excelled in and he does create a lot of space and he fits the system very well so I, I don't think he's been he's not been uh, worth 50 million this year as of yet uh, and then I mean you could say that with Kai Havertz is 72 million but again I think he's been very unlucky with uh, I think he had Covid when he was just hitting a bit of form and then he's been in and out of the team he's not had a consistent uh, fair enough hint and I, I definitely see a lot of potential in him so yeah I will go around the beak and I just think I just think it's so I don't know what Solskjaer does with him because I think I like him a lot. Uh, I think when I was checking the stats, so Fernandez has played 37, 38 of the Premier League games. Uh, so he can be rested for surely three or four of those, especially when you've had second spot secured for at least last five or six games. Now, I think Van der Beek should definitely have had a better, better turn in. I think he he scored early on, did he, against Tottenham? Was he the goal scorer for that? It was against Brighton. Brighton, OK. No, I not thought, Brighton, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, so I think, yeah. Three one game. Scored. That was it when you were losing. Uh, that wasn't a dig, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you, I remember him scoring a, a goal when you were behind. Yeah, it was a Fernandez penalty against something, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think... I think he, I think he's just not used very well. So, but then from a signing wise, I don't know who made that signing? Then it surely couldn't have been Solskjaer because he doesn't really like him. So, there's been rumours that um, obviously Van der Sar is there, uh, is working in Ajax as a mm. technical director. So he obviously said, "Oh, we can get Donny on the cheap." Didn't necessarily need him. So. No. Mm. Um, I've got two shouts. One you've mentioned, Kai Havertz. I, th- I just think obviously Werner's goals and assists has been quite good actually. Um, for his first season but... good is a stretch yeah he's their top goal scorer with 12 which is another issue mm. um, Havertz for me um, is not talked about enough he's 72 million and that is a big that's fee a, I know it, you're right this is the problem it's not Havertz's fault that he's 72 yeah, million no. at all but that much money that Chelsea spent it, for me it doesn't the first, se- the first season doesn't look like a good signing but you know, you've got to give play for me. Yeah. You've got to give players two or three. So I'm being harsh. No, I can understand that. I guess when we're looking at it from this season, I think that seventy million is for five or six years of progression to make, and that will cover it up. But yeah, if we're just looking at this season, then yeah, yeah. No, I agree. He's not. He's not been the best, but he's definitely showing glimpses, and he has been unlucky. It does it. feel that if Man United made that signing, we'd get a lot more stick because mm. Man U generally take a lot more criticism, like Maguire with eighty million. He's arguably been much better signing than Havertz, but he's been under a lot of fire from the press. So mm. let's have a bit of equality here. <laughs> yeah. 
And finally, um, he was cheap. It's about twenty mil, which obviously is quite expensive. I wouldn't. If you guys, <laughs> he would have dished out for a player. <laughs> uh, but Thiago has just um, come in, and he's been really disappointed whenever I've seen him play for Liverpool. But maybe that's just he's been unlucky because they've had injuries. Fabinho and Henderson, who'd usually be with him, haven't been there yeah. as well. No, I agree. I think maybe slightly harsh because he did get. I think he got absolutely snapped by Richarlison, and then got uh, injured for. Quite a while, but yeah, no, I agree. He definitely hasn't taken it by storm. And you, you see all these clips of him for Bayern doing all these spins to get away from defenders and playing some killer passes. You see that now again, but yeah, no. For, I think maybe not for value, but for the hype. I think definitely hype-wise, he's not delivered up. Because everyone, for the Kai Havertz, he's, he's young, so everyone wasn't expecting an immediate impact. But for Thiago, a Champions League winner, to come across loads of experience, now, definitely, I think on the hype value of that, he has been... Not as good as, and therefore, yeah, not a great signing. Yeah. But I definitely think he'll be a stronger one. Maybe yeah. get more. How about uh, if you've got any ideas of a one to watch? Oh, we really season? are making the categories <laughs> on the top of the head. Hmm. I'd probably go for Kai Havertz. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's. I think he will be good in the next week. I think both for Chelsea, but the Germans, the Werner as well. I think. I, I think they will be good when they've got a good pre-season behind us because we forget this pre-season, no, none of the new signings really got a good one because mm. especially from foreign uh, uh, countries because it was straight into it pretty much and mm. that's partly why Havertz hasn't been as strong but I think from Chelsea, I'll try and think of a non-Chelsea one. <laughs> I'm going to stick to my club Man United and say Ahmad Diallo. I'm really excited to see what he does next season. Hopefully he gets a bit bulkier, a bit stronger to play the big boys and get a few goals under his belt and become the next Greenwood in a way, a young player rising up to be a first-team player in the near future. Yeah, I, I'd also say uh, Mason Greenwood is one to look out for as well. Yeah. Um, he, he's been performing so well the last 10 games, so see what he's got next season. Mm. But it's hard to think of other, of other clubs, isn't it, in terms of... Their players. Yeah, because I mean, you don't follow them as closely with the um, younger players coming up. I think one to really think about, although it's got Chelsea links again, but Tariq Lamptey, mm-hmm. uh, if you remember him from Brighton, he was a right-back. He played really well in the first 10 games. He was probably the best right-back in the league for that period. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's been injured all season, but he was very impressive from uh, from a many times watched Brighton, but now I've only watched he looks a few great. games. But he is, he's very small, very hard to tackle. And I think Chelsea played Brighton the first game of the season and he, he had an amazing game. He was probably man of the match that game because he was up for it and he's so small, elusive, right back when uh, quite weird and strong uh, when defending. So, I mean, that's I, I really do like him. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Watch, watch those next season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> watch out. And, uh, Ahmed Diallo. But, uh, yeah, I think we've covered our team of the seasons, all the awards, um, some fantastic picks there. Anything to add before we close off the show? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Just glory. I'm drained of all my football knowledge. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any left to give. No, you've been Im- impressive. Yeah, I've tried my best. <laughs> Obviously, Jacob's the specialist here. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Uh, we're lucky to have Jacob Kemp, uh, football <laughs> expert on. Great honour to make my debut. A lot long awaited debut on this uh, on this uh, reputable podcast, yeah. global podcast. <laughs> you are the signing of the podcast. <laughs> um, you are not disappointed at all. So thank you for listening. Um, message in with any anything that we might have missed, any players. Uh, obviously follow on Instagram and anything out of the room. Um, but see you next time for a possible England. World's, sorry, England Euro squad. <laughs>